Welcome back to Cthulhu Light Show, your one-stop shop for nerd news you already heard and opinions you don't need. I'm Brian. And I'm Dakota. And today in Cthulhu Light Show, we'll be discussing Pokemon Sword and Shield. And some of the news from the recent Nintendo Direct regarding upcoming Pokemon expansions and titles. Oh, yeah, that too. That's, actually, that, that's, that's perfect. We'll go right into nerd news on that then. Okay, so to... Well, at the time of recording, the Direct was just today, and they announced a few different exciting things. They announced a ton of expansions for Sword and Shield, ranging from, I believe they're restoring 200 uh, old Pokemon that were not previously in the games. They are. Yeah, there's a lot of new Galarian forms. It looked to me like they had Galarian forms for like old legendaries. Which is really um, impressive. I didn't expect that in the slightest. Yeah, they look great. Um, yeah, I love all, the, all like... All the designs... Just real quick, sorry. All the designs yeah, actually fun. look good. Yeah. Well, and uh, the the Zapdos one in particular, I was like, oh, I like that a lot more than regular Zapdos. It's just, like, this little, like, ostrich kiwi chocobo thing. It's um, great. Yeah, I, I really... They, they, they only showcase the golems and the legendary birds, but I saw a lot of talk that supposedly all the legendaries are coming back. Um, I'm just yeah, not sure if they're all getting will, uh, variants. No, I don't, I don't think they're all getting glaring variants, but we'll get into that yeah. real quick. I was going to save all the expansion talk for the last topic of nerd news. So let's start off here, something I'm personally excited for, and that oh, I yeah. called on the last episode, that we're, we're getting, well, I said I said we're hoping for Mystery Dungeon, and there it is. We've got Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is a remake of... Pokemon Red Rescue Team for Game Boy Advance and Pokemon Blue Rescue Team for Nintendo DS. Hey, I have slightly mixed feelings because those are probably my favorite Mystery Dungeon games, and I uh, I like the new like graphical style. I'm glad that they added new Pokemon in. Um, so maybe it'll be different enough that it'll feel like a completely different experience, but for the amount of crap that Nintendo and especially the Pokemon company gets for rehashing old products, I'm actually surprised people have been excited about this as they were. Especially given how eager, how, like, everybody was hoping for the Gen 4 remake announcement. I'm curious how people feel about substituting one remake for another. I hadn't even thought of that, actually. Like you, you know, everyone pretty much figured we were going to get the Gen 4 remake announcement here. Mm-hmm. And I can wait on the Gen 4, like, mainline remakes if we're getting out here and get a Mystery Dungeon remake. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I want a Gen 4 remake, but after all of this controversy about Gen 8 being so rushed, I'm fine with them taking their time on it. You know? Oh, yeah. We've all waited this long. I can wait a little longer. Like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, Rescue Team DX launches March 6th. God, between that and Animal Crossing, we're going to have a fun March. Yeah, yeah we are. There's also Pokemon Home launching just in February. And they, they did confirm that it's compatible with the Pokemon Bank from the 3DS days, but you can only transfer the Pokemon... Like, Bank is compatible with Home... But if you transfer a Pokemon to home that is not available in the Gen 8 decks, in the Galar decks, then you will still not be able to transfer that into the game. Uh, well, that makes sense, I guess. That, that's kind of I mean, but... 
yeah, they're, they're yeah, working on it. It makes sense, and it's pretty much exactly what everybody was anxious about, was they were like, well, what does Pokemon Home matter if I can only transfer, like, half of my Pokemon? But it is coming. Yeah, so instead of paying for Bank, you can pay for Home. And you can transfer from, like, Let's Go games, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Bank, obviously, the yeah. Sword and Shield games. Yeah, Bank is for everything pre-Switch. Yeah, so hopefully, I have a bunch of Pokemon in the Pokemon Bank, hopefully I can get those transferred over. Yeah, I should be able to. I'd have to find like, another copy of 3DS Pokemon games. I lost mine somehow. Honestly, I've never really been one to like collect and transfer Pokemon, so this news doesn't really do much for me, but like, I'm glad it's being implemented. I, I did enjoy using Pokemon Bank, if only because it allowed me to like stow away Pokemon that I could just transfer in whenever I like started a new game. Right. And the only reason that I'm really into Pokemon Bank, this is a fun little story, when I worked at GameStop, oh God. Uh, obviously, you know, they got all those Pokemon games in in the cases. And uh, one day after my shift, I asked, my, I asked my boss if I could hang out and, like, go through the Pokemon games and, like, transfer yeah. all the Pokemon out. There so, were used copies. Yeah, the used yeah. copies. So yeah. I, I sat in the back of my GameStop for probably an hour and a half with my 3DS and a borrowed DS and a handful of, like, Gen 4, Gen 5, Gen 6 games. It's <laughs> taking all the, like, powerful boxed mods and legendaries and all that. So I've got an insane amount of legendaries in my Pokemon bank. I love that I could hear a police siren in the background on your end while you're saying that. Oh, 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 God. They know what the you Pokemon did. The Pokemon company found me. They know what you did. Oh, God. All right, we gotta, we gotta hurry this up then. Uh, right, let, let's get let's get into the uh, into the uh, expansions. Okay. Well, we already talked about the bringing back some of the old Pokemon and some of the legendaries. Um, they're giving Dynamax forms to the to Blastoise and Venusaur, as well as the three Galar starters. The designs look okay. Yeah, they're, they're nothing to write home about. It's they're megas. It's cool. Uh, Italian yeah. has a sniper rifle now. Yeah, that's a little strange. And I'm pretty sure, isn't, um, oh, what's its name? Cinderace, isn't it? Just like standing on a giant fireball. And it has longer ears. That's, that's, okay. the, that's the only change. Best design. Yeah. Ironically, I, I, I think Rillaboom got the best uh, Mega. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would probably agree. It's not a Mega, bro. Megas were better. Sorry. Dynamax. Gigantamax. Yeah. Whatever. Gigantamax, yeah. Same shit, different title. No, it's not. All right, whatever. So speaking of titles, so the DLC, which costs $30, you know, it, it yes. kind of takes the place of, like, the third game in the series. Or the two sequel games. Yeah. So this is this is your Ultra Sword, Ultra Shield, I guess. Although technically, I don't believe we 100% know that. Was that ever actually stated anywhere, like, in the Direct? Like, at the top of the Direct... They said that usually Pokemon does, like, they okay. release a third version or a mm-hmm. remastered version. They said that now they're, they're doing the, the whole DLC thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'll be honest, I way prefer DLC over making me buy a new version of the game completely all over again. Especially if you consider that, like, it's a Switch title now. If they had made a third game or two sequel games, it would have been $60. 
So instead, you're getting two like sizable expansions for half that price, plus two hundred old Pokemon. How do you feel about the making game in the first place? Well, I was just gonna say, how do you feel about the making you pay for those Pokemon? Um, I don't like it in the fact that they're monetizing cut content. In in the same vein, they noted in the direct that even if you don't have the DLC, they're releasing free updates for Sword and Shield where you can trade and get the uh, the DLC Pokemon in the base game without you having oh, really? the DLC. Okay, but so so the decks will be changed either way. Yeah, so you can still collect them all. It's just going to be, you have to coordinate with someone who actually has the DLC to get okay. those extra mods. Okay, that's, a, that's slightly better. Uh, my immediate thought when I heard like, oh, pay $30 to get 200 Pokemon that arguably should already be in the game. My immediate thought was, so this is like Apple like removing basic features like aux ports and then telling you you need to buy an extension to use the aux port, like the aux jack, I should say. Pretty much, um, yeah. Yeah, that stuff always drives me nuts. Um, and I'm not super pleased with them doing it here. But I will give them credit for adding the Pokemon back at all, because for a while it seemed like they were just going to stick to their guns and refuse. Oh, they, they would have had to at some point. Yeah. They showed Galarian Slowpoke, by the way, and it can evolve into either Slowbro or Slowking. I'm just, I can't figure out for the life of me what type it's supposed to be. You know what, neither can I. You can catch it in the game already. Um, yeah, there's like a free update. Yeah, I haven't update? done it yet. Yeah, I already updated, but I haven't gone. You have to go to the, I think the wild area, uh, stop. Yeah, well, you have to beat the new trainer, I think, and then, I think. No, she just shows up, he or she, okay. it's, it depends on if you have a sword I haven't done it. Okay. Uh, and then, he just, <laughs> Galarian Slowpoke just kind of wanders in, and you can catch him. Right. Yeah, I don't love Galarian Slowpoke's design, admittedly, but I like that whole family, so I'm curious to see what the other two look like. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a weird coloring on Slowpoke. Uh, well, it's basically just Slowpoke, but with some, like, discolored spots. Yeah. My prediction is that it'll be, like, water fighting type or something, but I do not know that for a fact. Alright, so just real quick, I'm gonna run down the, uh, there's two parts of the DLC. So the first part of the DLC is the Isle of Armor, which is basically a giant island off the coast of Galar. The interesting thing, actually, with with both DLCs is both new areas are like the wild area, where mm-hmm. it's all yeah, that's cool. Open world, which is super cool. Hopefully, these are a little more well, you know, optimized. So is the Island of Armor supposed to be like Ireland? Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be. I- yeah, I guess so. And I guess the other one, uh, the Crown of Tundra. I guess that would be like Greenland or something. It's kind of in the I don't area. Know. It's just like the far, far north. I, oh, yeah, for for uh, for trying to make some reaches here, I'm gonna I'd throw my own in there. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, do you know the legendary Pokemon that comes out with uh, that comes out with the Crown of Tundra? He's got some like. It's a weird design. Yeah, I don't really like either of the designs of those two Pokemon they showed. Big-ass Galaxy Brain Pokemon. Oh, yeah. there's new clothing items, so you can dress like Rose and Marnie. Yeah, and you get an Eevee or a Pikachu jersey if you get the DLC. Oh, man, better pre-order the DLC. Alright, is there anything else we can really talk about with these? Um? 
Uh, I think oh, we pretty uh, much covered it. Just to cover our bases here, uh, Isle of Armor comes out in June, and uh, God, I'm already blanking on the name of the other one. The Crown of Tundra comes out in some, fall, sometime. sometime in the fall. They haven't actually announced a concrete date yet. Okay, so do you want to move past news and talk about some old news that everybody's sick of hearing about? Oh, hell yeah. Let's get right into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, let's talk about Dexit specifically. Let's get that shit out of the way. All right. So we already talked a little bit about... They're adding old Pokemon in with the DLC. For anybody who doesn't know, there's a big controversy because about half of the existing Pokemon were cut from Gen 8, from the Galar decks, and... Some people didn't really care. A lot of people were really, really mad. And then there were some people who were, like, bootlicking, who thanked Nintendo for cutting these Pokemon. Like, they wanted less content. Um, I don't exactly fully know how you feel about this, Dakota. I personally never cared that much about Degsit one way or the other. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not super into the competitive scene. I usually like it when they prioritize the new Pokemon anyway. I personally always kind of assumed it was an inevitability. Like, it, to me, it always made sense that they were not going to start having upwards of a thousand Pokemon in each game. So I was more or less fine with Dexit. I obviously want as many Pokemon as we can get, but um, I don't know. Just didn't really phase me one way or the other. I understand why people were mad about it, but. Yeah, at first, I was really upset. Because, you know, they're, they're cutting content. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people were really mad about it, calling Game Freak lazy. Yeah. Because uh, p- people dug through the, uh, like, the metadata. Right. They found that they were just, they were just reusing, like, 3DS uh, models. Right, when they claimed that they cut Pokemon so that they could make the animations and models better. Yeah, when they just reused models. So it, it, it's, that didn't help. It, it felt kind of disingenuous. But at it's the pretty end shady. The, at the end of the day, uh, I'm still a Pokecuck, and I bought it on release. Yeah, even <laughs> I didn't do that. You waited in line. I waited in line. <laughs> cut content. I waited like a month. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah. yeah. At first I was mad, Graphic- but I really don't care. Graphically, I think the game did wind up looking a lot better than people wanted you to believe. There's definitely some stuff that should look way better. The, like the wild trees? area, and per- yeah, the trees, uh, specifically in the wild trees. area. The wild area needed to look way better than it did, both in terms of like textures and like draw distance. Like it, it was not optimized well. On top of just graphically looking pretty blah. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the biggest thing here is the whole wild area. Just it's almost it almost feels like a beta. It's it's mm-hmm. strange. It's, yeah, it really does. That's a good way to put it. Actually, it feels like a very last minute edition. And it was, as far as I'm aware. I love that. Um, that explain a lot, honestly. Yeah. So you want to just? Is there anything else we need to address with Exit, or do you want to move uh, further into the meat of the topic? That's really all we really need to cover on that is like we're getting our, we're getting most of our Pokemon back. Um, they shouldn't be cut in the first place, but you know whatever. Okay. You so how about we just get? Yes, we did. We've both put a substantial amount of time into it. You put a lot more time into it than I did, though. I'm um, over a hundred hours. Yeah, and didn't you say you had sixty in before you beat the game? 
Yeah, that's that's one thing I want to jump into real quick. Is people were complaining that the game was super short. People were beating mm-hmm. it in like 15, 20 hours. I put 40 in before I actually hit like the end part of the game. Right. Well, it's like obviously if you try to blitz a game, you're going to go faster than somebody who tries to get the most out of it. Oh, of course. Um, and for me, like, I'll admit, I want to say I had, like, less than 30 hours when I beat the game, but I still... Ha- we're going to get to this in a little bit, but I still haven't even done the post-game because the minute I beat the game, I started filling up my decks. Um, so now I've got a lot more hours put into it, and I'm still enjoying it because... Um, I, I think that Sword and Shield and uh, also, frankly, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee did a better job making me want to collect Pokemon than just about any previous games in the series. Um, Shield, Sword and Shield made it easy and like addictive to collect Pokemon through a variety of features. Yeah, like like you said, definitely. Like, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I... I... Catching Pokemon had never been like the main draw for me. Yeah, it was. It same. was always. Yeah, I was a kid. I just wanted to make. I just wanted to make my animals fight. But, like all kids do. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But starting with Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, like it made it fun to catch Pokemon. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad that that feeling carried over into Sword and Shield. Well, and with Let's Go, it was like it was interesting because we were a little too young to enjoy that with the Gen 1 games. I don't know about you, but the first game I remember owning was Silver. The first so one like, I had, actually, was uh, was uh, Ruby. Okay, see, I had Silver, but I the one that I, like, grew up on was Ruby as well. Um, but I, my, my point is just, like, in Gen 1, the fun of it was catching and collecting the Pokemon and trading with your friends, but we didn't really experience that as kids. So... Because yeah, we, uh, we were literal babies... When yeah, we were like fr- came out. fresh out the womb when Gen One came out. Like, I might not so, have been born yet. Yeah, you might not have actually. Um, I think I was just whatever. It's not important. Um, my point is just that that was what Pokemon was originally supposed to be about, and it wasn't until Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and then this game, that I felt like I was truly experiencing and enjoying that aspect of Pokemon. Um, there's so much stuff in Sword and Shield that makes it fun to collect Pokemon. Like, there's the XP candies, which let you level up, like, Pokemon and evolve them much more easily. There's the, like, recommended Pokemon in the, in the Pokedex, which makes it, like... Like, one of the things that always stopped me from filling the decks before is it's so overwhelming to say there's, like, 400, 500 Pokemon, go get all of them. But the dex feature says, here's three that we think you're in a good position to get right now. Here's their locations. Go get them. Add on top of that the fact that once you beat the game, all Pokemon in the wild area become level 60, which means that you can lit- most of them you can level up once and they'll evolve. Um, I don't know. It just it, To me, it's like I keep going back to it. And every time I'm like, I'm just going to catch a few Pokemon. And I wind up sitting there for like hours. Yeah, that's... One of the best, like, quality of life things that is the improvements to catching and everything, because, yeah. like you said, it's way, it's, it might be easier, quote-unquote, but it, it's, at least to me, it's it's more fun. Yeah, and it's, it's a little more conducive to the aspect of the gameplay that 
Pokemon was originally all about, which again is collecting the Pokemon. Yeah, and, and ironically, going back to Dexit real quick, ironically, it, it's it seems like more feasible to me to be able to catch the 433 Pokemon that are available base game, obviously, as opposed to trying to catch all 900 some at this point. Well, I was actually going to ask you that because you and I both. Neither of us has ever been interested in completing the Dexes. Like, we've always been build a cool team, beat the game, play it again. Like, we've always been that kind of people, that, that kind of Pokemon uh, fan. And both of us have been super into Dex completion for this particular game. Do you think you're going to be able to stick with it when they're about to drop 200 more Pokemon? I I think so, yeah, because I'm, I'm about... I got about 250-ish Pokemon caught right now, so like I'm about halfway through the the base decks right now. See, I'm at roughly that point. I'm a little bit behind you. Um, I think I'm at like 230 or 240. Um, but I don't know. The thought of having 200 more is easy to me. But I don't know. Maybe if if we do the 400 now and then it'll feel like a smaller chunk to collect when the uh, DLC does release. But um, I do think that having less Pokemon made me want to, you know, I think the other thing is it's not just that let's go Pikachu and Eevee and these games had like quality of life improvements. It was also that they just had less Pokemon collecting 150 Pokemon. Fine. No problem. You know, even collecting 400, like, okay, that's a fun challenge. But, you know, 600 or 800 or 900 or 1,000, I don't know. Yeah, that's why, at least to me, Dex isn't that. It was a big deal, but now it's really not. Just because, ironically, it's easier to catch less Pokemon. Yeah. Even though, gotta catch them all. Yeah, gotta catch all of them except for the ones that are being withheld from you. It sucks, because, like, I want all of the Pokemon to be in there, but um, I also can't deny that there's... Like four hundred thirty something is already a lot, and there it feels like there's still a lot of variety in the game anyway. Um, so, uh, so besides the deck stuff, uh, what was working for you in Sword and Shield, and what wasn't? Um, what did work for me? Uh, the graphics, obviously. Um, yeah, huge improvement over the over the three DS. Oh yeah. Well, Even yeah. with the Nintendo 64 trees and the, the shitty draw distance and whatever, it's still a marked improvement. But what didn't work for me was actually most of the story. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I, I know story's never really been a big focus on a Pokemon <coughs> game. Well, that's debatable. But even comparing it to, like, Sun and Moon or X and Y, like, this, this is an a, a incredibly weak story from Pokemon. See, I was torn on how I felt about the story. Weirdly enough, I think I have a kind of controversial opinion when it comes to story in Pokemon games. Where, like, I'm a firm believer that Pokemon just shouldn't have one. Um, I really think Pokemon has such, like, a beautiful and simple premise that the gameplay is enough to carry it. Just like with Zelda or with Mario, you know, you don't need to bog it down, make me mash the A button. Um, That was my biggest problem with Sun and Moon. I thought Sun and Moon had almost no replay value. Oh, God. Uh, dis- despite being great, like, breaths of fresh air for the franchise, the story of those games, particularly Lily, 
was like, oh my god, let me breathe. Let me enjoy this game that you made for me. Um, that's why when people complain about you know Sword and Shield having such a short playtime, um, I'm like, the alternative is what you got in Sun and Moon, where they artificially lengthen the playtime by stopping you every 10 seconds to hold your hand. And these games are still hand-holdy, so it still bothered me. Um, I hate Hop's character. He's v- incredibly similar to Howe, who I also didn't care for. Ooh. I know you like Hop. You like Hop. I, I, um, I really grew to enjoy Hop. Um, one thing I will give this game story over other stories is this is one of the, the few stories that had like pronounced character arcs that weren't super like cheesy and tropey. I mean, like they were. There was nothing like stunning or original about them, but like Lily was like your generic like anime shy girl who has to learn to believe in herself. Um, oh. But like Hop was interesting because he was this kind of cocky, like little into himself, like kind of kind of a dick without them really wanting him to be a dick. Um, but then like there's this whole arc where he has to like learn to lose and live with it, or like the Sonia has to like learn to like stop being like a. A hippie or whatever and actually become the new professor whatever she uh, is. that that was all stuff that like they barely dwelled on so i'm not trying to pretend that it was like amazing 10 out of 10 character work because it wasn't it was still pretty generic and it was tropey but i'm just saying that i was surprised they put that much thought into these characters because i'm used to pokemon characters just being like carbon copies of one another um, yeah, man, like Hop may have shorts. been a lot li- huh? I love wearing shorts they're comfy and easy to wear they sure are man I see what you did there um, but anyway I still think Pokemon needs less story but I thought this was one of the more tolerable ones in recent years partly because they left you alone for the most part oh yeah definitely comparing it to you know Sun and Moon and even X and Y like yeah. the amount of uh, I, I guess freedom you get at least, yeah. one, at least once you beat the first three gyms yeah it's a nice breath of fresh air and and that's one of the reasons why my opinion is kind of weird is because team yell sucked chairman rose as a villain sucked but i love them because they barely matter and they barely intrude on the gameplay yeah you know uh, team yell have like there's like two parts where you have to battle them because they're staring at a Pokemon or so. It's just, yeah. it's really fucking stupid. They pop up from time to time and you have to battle them, which battling is fun, but it's not like in previous Pokemon games where like every town or two you'll run into the evil team and they'll like monologue you. And yeah. you don't have to like, you don't have to stop your journey in random places to like go to their bases and, and, and stop their nefarious deeds. Like they're just kind of around and they're stupid um, and Chairman Rose, you don't really have to deal with till the end of the game, so... Yeah, Team Yell are all dumb fanboys, and, and you yeah. don't have to go, like, through their weird, like, fan club base or anything. They're, they're just, they're just kind of there. There's no creepy base with teleporting tiles. Yeah, or, or like, a weird graffiti town like Team Skull had in, in X and Y. Yeah. Although I actually liked that. That I, was I really one... No, that was that. Sun and Moon. No. Oh, damn it. Yeah, Team Flare, that was X and Y. They, they weren't much either. So th- th- that was kind of my thoughts on the story. I overall did enjoy this game. I'll just say I liked the wild area. Um, I thought it needed to be way better. 
Are 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 we in agreement that the wild area should just be the whole fucking game? Uh, that, that's more of a you thing than me. I, honestly, yeah, I, I okay. still I still kind of like the the routes. It's you know it's it's what yeah. Pokemon was built okay. on. The wild area. <coughs> I, I I I guess I'll have to wait until the DLC comes out to see what a wild area actually can be. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being a uh, laggy low draw distance mess that might I, break the um... console. I don't know if you heard about that. Yes, I did. Which I don't know if that's um, a really good switch or not. I have a launch era, like a, like a launch title switch. From yeah, me too. Two years ago, well, three yep. damn near three years ago, and I I've no Joy-Con drifting. Uh, my game didn't delete itself. Uh, nothing got corrupted. So you know, knock on wood, I've been holding together pretty well. Oh, I definitely had to deal with Joy-Con drifting like twice. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Um. For me, I like the wild area, but the more time you spend in it, the more you realize, like, it's kind of hollow. Like, there's not really that much to it. And while Pokemon do have, like, specific habitats that they gravitate towards, the weather aspect sometimes makes the Pokemon just feel kind of random. Yeah. And the fact that, like, it can you can have a blizzard, like, anywhere. Like, there's, like, a little, like, deserty region... That feels like there shouldn't be regular blizzards there, but there are. Then again, it is like Great Britain. But yeah, the, the weather um, system which, definitely needs some work done to it. I would be fine with Pokemon taking like a Breath of the Wild type approach. I'm sure lots of people are already sick of that, but like still have the towns, but make them all connected by like an open world wild area type thing. It can still have roots and stuff, but I'm just saying like basically just let me do the gyms in any order. Have Pokemon spawn in the overworld and like areas that are appropriate to their habitats. Don't have everything feel like so kind of generic. Like make there be actual interesting things in the world for me to find. I, I just want to see it fleshed out. I want more of it. Um, and I think we probably will get more. Hopefully, because uh, Pokemon has the same issue with uh, your your yearly sports titles and your Call of Duties, where people expect it out on a maybe not a yearly but a near yearly. Like yes, release cycle, true. so there's no time to actually yeah. do anything fun or experimental with it because they've got a, they've got these strict deadlines to hit. Well, and and that's the that's the thing is like Breath of the Wild wasn't developed for a long ass time. Pokemon doesn't usually have that luxury. Um, also, it, there does seem to be a little bit of an attitude at Game Freak of or the Pokemon Company of this is the most profitable franchise in the world. Who cares if we do anything new with it? People will give us all of their money anyway. Yeah. I do. Um, so, the, yeah, we both did. So there's arguably a little less incentive there. Um, whereas, like, with Breath of the Wild, Nintendo was like, we have to pull our company as far from the rotting corpse of the Wii U as we possibly can. Um, what do you think of the new Pokemon? Like, the actual Galar's uh, original Pokemon? Yeah, I liked most of them, honestly. I ended up about yeah. two-thirds of my team being just new Galarmon. Yeah, um, me too, I think. The Corviknight line... Um, and we share this opinion. Rookie's all right. Corvus Squire is fantastic. Yeah. Corviknight. Okay. Yeah, I would like Corviknight a lot more if there was just a little bit more color in its design. Um, it's too dark. Yeah. And too I, neutral. I used, sorry. And Very I fun. used uh, like uh, Nicket and Feeble. Yeah. Which I love their design Great and everything. Design. Uh. Unfortunately, Feeble kept getting bodied, like, toward the end of the game. 
Yeah, I initially put them on my team, but their stats did not hold up. No. Wulu is adorable, and if you find one with Fluffy, it's a goddamn tank. Yep, that was my double that I had. How did it, how did it hold up post game? Like not post game, but like end game. It definitely started to be used less frequently, but that had more to do with the fact that the rest of my team was just so good, and Wulu wasn't strong against it. You know, because um, yeah, it's his normal it's, type. It's, it's move pool seems a little shallow to me, um, but it, it definitely was useful, especially like in the mid game. So I'd recommend it. I, I talk Toxel and Toxtricity. I mm-hmm. love Toxtricity. I I despise Toxel's design, just Which because I, I don't I, I understand. Don't, I don't like baby Pokemon. It, it's a weird thing I have. I I do not get that man. I uh, I have no problem with him. I named my Toxel Dakota just to piss you off. Yeah, I was there when you did it. And then I traded it for the baby Pokemon Togepi. Piece uh, of shit. Um, what else do you have on your team? Um, at, like midway through the game, originally I had all the the free Pokemon they give you. Like I I, I have saved data from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, so I uh-huh. got the free Pikachu for Eevee. I got the free uh, Gigantamax Meowth. I yep. Never, I never actually Gigantamaxed. I, I replaced him eventually. Damn, no long cat meowth. No long cat, yeah. Um, I I one created my way into a Flygon that was like average twenty levels higher than everything else on my team. Wow. Yeah, so that that I mean it, it was cool. I love I love the Flygon line, but like me too. It it, it, it kind of killed the rest of the game for me just because. If I'm getting my ass beat, I can just I switch out to the super powerful Pokemon <coughs> any time. Excuse me. I had that problem a little bit with my starter because the way the XP share system works... I mean, I don't mind the XP share system. It does undeniably make the game much easier. So the longer you have a Pokemon, the more OP they are. And I had Rillaboom, and I knew... Like, I almost never used Rillaboom because I knew if I used it, the battle would be over. Um, like, get the challenge would be severely decreased. So... That's possibly a slight balancing issue with the game. Yeah. Uh, what starter did you choose? Oh, I went with uh, I went with Intellion because <laughs> I knew, yeah, I, I knew that Score Bunny would be waifu bait, but I didn't know that Sobble would be like would be s- scaly bait. bait. Yeah, I guess. Oh, scaly that bait, too. Bait. It looks like fetish art. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely like does. straight up. So there's there's no. There's no way around it. The way it stands with, like, its hand on its hip, it's like, ugh, it makes me really uncomfortable, man. No, this is, this is a decidedly anti-Pokefile podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't don't bang your Pokemon. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> and if you ever want, if you have some strange attraction to your Pokemon and you want it to stop, just look at Thwacky. Oh, God. You'll the immediately... Every middle You'll evolution. I liked Drizzile. I didn't like Drizzile. I didn't like uh, Raboot. Raboot's okay. It's just the same problems of the rest of that line. And Feels like a Digimon. Thwacky is fucking gross. It is so hideous. <laughs> um, Dakota can attest to this because he was here while I was playing through the early parts of the game. I used Grookey a ton. The minute it became Flacky, I refused to use it. And then I just let it passively evolve through the XP share, and then I started using it again as real. <laughs> it's 
because it was so fucking ugly. Whenever it opens its mouth, he's got those little needle teeth. Jesus. <laughs> Crippling your team just because you don't yeah. want to use an ugly starter. Oh, yeah, dude. Fantastic. Um, for my part, I felt like this was overall a good batch of new Pokemon. Um, I I will say there's like the biggest disparity here for me in a long time where a lot of the Pokemon I love. Um, some of the Pokemon I'm just like, yeah, they're good. But there's also a lot of them that I hate. Um, I shouldn't say a lot of them, but there aren't any that I really dislike without straight up hating them. Um, for example, Stonejourner, which I've complained to you about before, is probably my new least favorite Pokemon ever. Ice Cube also sucks. It's just a real life penguin with an Ice Cube head. It's, it's, it's really dumb. I've yet to catch a Stonejourner. I, I also feel like they went a little too hard on the every Pokemon must be British based thing. Like they didn't do it to such a heavy degree with Alola. And I think that's because Hawaii actually has a very diverse and interesting like ecosystem. Whereas there's not much in Great Britain's ecosystem that, you know, other temperate zones wouldn't be familiar with. So they were like, uh, make a Charlie Chaplin Pokemon or Stonehenge Pokemon or, you know. A T so, Pokemon. Yeah. An entire line so, of T Pokemon. Yeah, though, honestly, those did not bother me at all. Um, but then, like, Indeedy, their whole thing is that they're either butlers or maids. Um, like, they were clearly playing on a lot of British stereotypes, which, like, that's fine, you know. Who doesn't love to stereotype the British? But yeah, like that, that explains Thwacky's gross teeth. <laughs> hey man, those teeth were white as fuck. It's part of the reason they were so scary is they flashed in the darkness. Oh god. Um but yeah, so overall I liked it. There were some that I was immediately like, oh my god, I love it. Like Appleton. Um I love Grookey. I just do not care for Thwacky at all. How do you feel about the three starter lines in general for this this gen? In general, I'm actually pretty positive on it. I, I, there are, I like them. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, weirdly enough, like, I'm not Because it doesn't fan, sound like it. Uh, I'm, I'm not really a fan of, of the Grookey line. Really? Okay. Then it sounds like you literally hate all three of them. It might be that I don't like any of them. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> want to step on your toes. F- finish what you're saying. No, honestly, honestly, man, like, like, yeah, fucking... Score Bunny's line is Furbate. Um, yeah. Sobble's line turns into fucking Twinkbait. Yeah. And Rillaboom, I guess, is for the Barras. I guess. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, like, I don't like his drum. The drum's stupid. But without the drum, I think he looks much better. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say this is not the worst lineup of starters we've ever gotten. That honor still goes to Gen 5 for me, um, which had almost no redeeming qualities for me. With this one, though, like, I gotta say, while I don't really care for the uh, Score Bunny line, I think it's probably the most consistent and well-designed line. Yeah. It just, it look, it reminds me of Furbate, and it reminds me of Digimon, which I love Digimon, but they're not Pokemon, um, but I still think that they have the most consistent line. Um, I love Grookey. I think Sobble's pretty okay, but just, I, I don't know. Thwacky sucks. Inteleon sucks. Rillaboom is just very average for me. 
the starters I I thought were not great. Yeah, uh, which is weird because the the rest of the Pokemon like introduced in Galar were actually I I liked most of their designs. Yeah, me too. It's, it's just unfortunate that uh, that all all the starters kind of suck. Yeah, and like I said, there are some were in the region that I hate, but most are just pretty good. Like even like I I just craft on like Mr. Rhyme or Indeed or whatever. At worst, I'm indifferent to them, but I think they're, like, decent designs. I don't hate them. Um, I'm pretty confident that the whole reason they made Mr. Mime an Ice Psychic type and added Mr. Rhyme was because they want to distance the series from Jinx as much as they possibly can. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I thought that's, that's one way to put it. Because, yeah, Jinx got so, caught, there's been no mention of that. You can't really say that I blame them, but like, and I'm not mourning the loss of Jinx. That it wasn't that great of a, a of a Pokemon. I mean, it was like good stat wise, but the Galarian forms we should talk about. They actually brought them back. I never thought that regional variants would be a running thing, but I'm so glad that they are, yeah, and, and not just for Gen One Pokemon. And most of them are all right. Yeah, most of them are pretty good. Uh, particularly, I really like Corsola and Chrysala and oh, Galarian yeah. Farfetch'd and Surfetch'd. Um, you got a real thing for Surfetch'd. I do like Surfetch'd a lot, um, but I think Chrysala is really unsettling it is. Uh, in like a good way. Alright, if you haven't noticed by now, Discord's being a real bitch, so uh, we're, we're going to wrap things up here. We're just going to go into, you know, as everyone has to, our score. What do we rate you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield? Brian, you go first. Um, I think I would probably give these games, like, a 7 out of 10. I wouldn't say that I've loved them, but I have always loved Pokemon. So, like, whenever a new Pokemon game is introduced, I fall in love with it a little bit. Um, there was nothing super mind-blowing about this game. I think Dimaxing and Gigantamaxing are not great additions to the series. Um, I would like to see more Pokemon in the decks. I'm not a huge fan of the version-exclusive gym leaders, um, but, you know, there were also lots of things I really enjoyed. I liked the wild area. I liked overworld Pokemon. I liked most of the gym challenges. I thought the the puzzles were changed up in an interesting way. Um, I liked many of the new Pokemon that were introduced. And I thought the game had a pretty well-paced progression. It's pretty slow in the beginning, but like you said, once you get through those first three gyms, you can kind of zoom through it. And I've been having a ton of fun filling the deck. So I'd feel bad giving it any lower than a 7, but uh, I just don't think it did anything groundbreaking enough to deserve, like, higher. Right. I- I'm about there with you. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 or okay. an IGN 8. <laughs> uh, nice. There's um, barely any water. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, um, honestly, from, from all the controversy and all the the negative reviews that I heard about before release, it yeah. wasn't that bad, but, no. and it, it being Game Freak's first, like, quote-unquote main console game, uh, they did a serviceable job. Obviously, there's there's quality life stuff, there's, you know, there's the deck stuff, but that's hopefully being remedied, at least in part, with the DLC. Which, again, that, that goes back to selling cut content. That sucks. But, honestly, I put 100 hours into the goddamn game, so I'm going to be having some kind of fun with it. Right. Can't be that bad. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Pokemon is Pokemon. It's fun. Like, the premise is simple and fun. There are certainly ways you can make it less fun, but I don't think this game was that egregious. No. Um, so... And we also both went into it, I think, prepared to not be super happy with it. Um, I think for our own reasons, you were not happy about Dexit. I wasn't thrilled about Dexit, but my main thing was I was afraid that it would be even more handholdy and story-heavy than Sun and Moon. Um, but I think we both wound up in being pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, like, uh, like you go in with a load of expectations, anything is good. So uh, Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> Six out of ten, <coughs> I love Pokemon. Me too. Thank you for tuning in to Cthulhu Light Show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dak Russellford. Uh, my name is Dakota. I'm Brian. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bitch. <laughs>